Episode 62. My name is Josh Canals. No, you didn't do a thing. <laughs> oh, episode 62. We're all singing the theme song. <laughs> my name is Josh Canals. Sitting to my left, Mr. Ross McQueen. Uh, exciting news, everybody. <laughs> you know, this week I was going to do Save the Cheerleader, Save the World. Nice. That doesn't make any sense to Brett. And <laughs> sitting to my right, Mr. Brett Cropley. Evening, viewers. <laughs> How are we, gentlemen? Oh, we're good. <laughs> You're really confusing people, right? Firstly, you're confusing <laughs> me. <laughs> oh, Jinx! Yes! He can't say anything for the rest of the show! That's fantastic. Uh, if you've never listened to Box Cutters before, clearly... We're all drunk. No, we're, uh, we uh, talk all about television. This is episode 62. It is. And uh, what a huge episode we have. We do. We it's, do. Uh, we're uh, we're, we're going to go through some things for the summer lineup mm-hmm. for Australian television. Uh, we've got an I Don't Buy It. Ross, you're going to uh, talk about comedy. Comedy. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're also going to finish up our look at the US Fall lineup because it's almost winter. <laughs> <laughs> I just reached over to punch Brett for talking You'll while jinxed. You'll see that on the video podcast. <laughs> there is no video podcast, and so you can talk now because I said your name. Mm. You see, you mm. see how that works. Mm. But I still owe you punches. Actually, Ross could have said my name because you didn't say personal jinx. Ah. I, I He's got I, me there. I wasn't planning to say your name until after news. <laughs> <laughs> he does have me there. We have, uh, speaking of news, we have some exciting news to announce about this podcast. Yes, we have some exciting news to potentially announce. Wait, <laughs> right. we have some, it looks like it's going to happen. We have some exciting news that is quite likely to happen. Yes. Which is that... Uh, this podcast will be going... We're going to be doing... Live to we're air. We're going to be cutting back the time that we're doing on the podcast. Well, yes, it'll, it'll go from 70 minutes to 60 minutes. Yeah, we think we've been giving you too much. In fact, the podcast will probably go from 70 minutes to about 50. 48, 50 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we will be going to live to air. I think we'll have to get that big stopwatch from 60 minutes. So it'll be... Right. Can I finish? Thank you. Uh, on uh, on three triple R on Tuesday nights over summer. That's one hundred two point seven on the FM band in Melbourne. And uh, if you're interstate, you can listen live, uh, and it'll probably be worthwhile doing that. And it's Melbourne, Australia, not Melbourne, Florida. No, that's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, you can you can listen live on the net rr.org.au. But if you're a big fan of the podcast, don't fret because it will still be there in podcast form as well. That's right. So if you miss it. You'll still be able to catch up on it mm-hmm. if you uh, if you want to listen back to it. You'll still be able to do that too. Mm-hmm. And this is just a summer fill for nine, it's about nine weeks. weeks. Yep. And because we're going to be going out live, it opens up so many possibilities. It does. We can finally do that call-in segment that you've wanted to do, Ross. Yeah, but we're cutting back the time now. Yeah. So one caller. <laughs> one caller. Hi. What's your name? Mobo. Thanks one for time joining us. First time caller. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Sorry. Next segment. Quick. Uh, and in 
two to three months, we'll uh, we'll decide what form we'll take after that. Yeah. Whether whether we'll go back to this extended form, this lazy content heavy form, <laughs> or yeah, we'll, well, we'll decide then. Don't put us the, in your bag of lazy bread. Or the, the sleek, <laughs> athletic. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be trumpeting that too soon no. yet either. <laughs> Give it a couple of weeks. No, like I, a cougar. <laughs> like a what? Like a cougar. I thought you said like a cucumber. <laughs> Sleek and athletic, like a cucumber. <laughs> well, hello and welcome to Box Cutters episode sixty-two. Sleek and athletic, like a cucumber. <laughs> We're going to finish everything off with fall. Oh, sorry, with four. Uh, I was just going to say something about that quickly. Last year we had a break. Over summer, of yes. course. This year, we're going to the shorter shows instead of having the break. Yep. <laughs> but don't fret out there, all of you who very much enjoyed last year's end of year episode with all lists. Which doesn't include me. We will be. We're not doing it again, are we? We're coming in specially to do a special two-hour broadcast. So we no, that won't be on. <laughs> that won't be on the air. No, so we're going to do a podcast, a special, a special two-hour podcast of just lists of just the best and the worst of the year, and we might even have a few familiar friends calling in and coming on. Honestly, that would be nice. Hmm. That would hmm. be nice. A few guests throughout the year might uh, might be on. They might not too. If we don't ask them, who knows? And if you think this show is just about babbling, can I say, stay tuned <laughs> to fall. We're going to talk about Three Pounds and uh, Daybreak. Yes. Which are shows that just started last week mm-hmm. in, in the US and uh, they're pretty interesting to talk about. So we'll be doing that later on in the show. But right now, let's kick things off with the Box Cutters News. Channel 9 today uh, unveiled a new cricket technology. Every year they have to unveil some new cricket technology. We talked about this, the radio that just plays the commentary. No. No? No. In fact, I watched the cricket all day at work because clearly not very much to do anymore. Mm. Uh, No ads for that radio. Oh. I've seen no evidence of this radio. Right. No, I, I only saw the one newspaper article on it. Right. So, I, yeah, I don't know what's happening. Let's face it, it's no talking boon doll. No, that's true. I saw many ads for that. Mm. And the talking both them now as well. Yeah. Uh, no, this is uh, hotspot technology. Hotspot. Hotspot. It's, according to the Channel 9 media release, a state-of-the-art invention. It's where Warney gets the best reception so he can send his <laughs> SMSs on the ground. <laughs> It's most commonly used by the military to track jet fighters and tanks. It is 100% accurate and shows whether the ball has hit the bat, pad, glove or ground by using infrared technology. Oh, it's the death of the snickometer. Yeah, it is. (laughs) I didn't realise that is the death of the snickometer. Snicko. Snicko's been with us for years. And Mm. And Snicko's gone. Really? Yeah. Do they introduce it with a, like, you know how they have the seat of heat on uh, the Daily Show? Yes. Do they introduce the hotspot in the same way? I wish. No. Uh, no. No, and it's sponsored by, you know, some chicken manufacturer or something oh, like that. Oh, I was going to say Safeway. That's Red Spot, though. Yeah. Isn't it? Red Spot. Mm. And maybe it's, uh, maybe it's sponsored by uh, Herpes Cream. Herpes Cream. <laughs> so this will only be in effect when they go to the third umpire 
looking for the no, red no, no, plate no. Kind of it's thing, uh, it's in effect all the time they're really showing it off as much as possible. Oh, so, so, so it's this, just this, for the broadcasters, not actually yeah. making umpiring decisions. No, 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 no not for making no, umpiring no. decisions. This so, is, so when the umpire's wrong, we'll have even more evidence to say you which, screwed the ashes for this country. Can I say I'm so much against that? I'm against using all of this technology to prove umpires wrong because we had uh, we've had the was it the Masters tennis um, late night on the ABC where the players can call for a replay next year's Australian Open same thing really bring it in for the first time here. See, and, and I just think the umpire has made the decision. That's what they're getting paid for. Let them do their job. Right yep. or wrong, that's how the game is played, but and those been, are the rules of the game. They've been double-guessed by the commentators for, for so many years. Yeah, yeah, and the commentators shouldn't do that, because what happens by doing that, they're encouraging the kids who are watching at the time to start to second-guess the umpires and then to complain about decisions, which just leads to bad sportsmanship. Yep. And that's definitely not what cricket is about. But we've got the worst sport team in the history of sport, I think, with the Australian cricket team. They're, they're what? Such a, what? No, they're not, as, not as far as talent goes, but as, as far as attitude goes. They're a bunch of whingers, whiners. Like last, uh, when Australia lost the Ashes and they had their the Allen Border medal and their big dinner and everything and Phil Tufnell was on cracking jokes about how they lost the Ashes and they all went home crying. Like, they're just a bunch of bad sports. I don't they're, pay any attention to cricket. Well, so this terrible, is terrible, to terrible role model for children. I saw, I saw Ricky Ponting make his century today. Mm-hmm. He looked pretty happy and pleased about that. Mm-hmm. He, that was good. He was grateful for that. <laughs> I, don't, I, I saw no bad sportsmanship there at all. <laughs> None. But it is the way society's going, don't you think? If there's a problem, search for the guilty. Punish them. They're, you can't I think in years gone by you could have maybe had a few dubious decisions now everything gets analysed you, you have to there has to be a right and a wrong but still nobody can decide whether whether what Morali is throwing the ball or, or actually bowling it is it Morali? Morali Durin Morali 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 Durin yay Morali uh, he's a chucker. And uh, <laughs> on to you, Ross McQueen. In CBS news from over in the US, CBS have started a channel via YouTube. That's my understanding. Is that is yes. that right? I'm not a big I'm not a big YouTube user. Yeah, I uh, actually saw something on it today, which we'll talk about later on. But I mm-hmm. saw a, a bit of David Letterman on it. Okay, well, so they've, they've got a profile under the CBS title. Yes, yep. yes. Uh, which is proving to be one of the most popular things on YouTube. Actually, I've, I've caught a number of clips from the Late Late Show with that Scottish guy. Yep. Uh, Craig. Craig Kilborn. Craig. Craig Kilborn. Or someone Ferguson? Craig. Somebody Ferguson? Kilborn. Is he Scottish? I don't know. No, I don't think it is Craig Kilborn. Anyway, The Late Show and The Late Late Show have both had a dramatic increase in their audience thanks to this YouTube showing of their clips. This is a fantastic thing. Somebody embracing technology rather than running the other way, screaming and pulling their hair out. I mean, a few weeks ago we were talking about Comedy Central yep. pulling all of their clips off YouTube and threatening lawsuits and whatever. It's mm-hmm. really interesting to have someone say, hey, no, actually we're using this and this is this is promoting promoting our shows and it's working really well. And, Great. and you posted something on the blog or was that 4th of 5? Oh, Fourth no. of Five. Five posted something on the blog today about CBS saying that uh, online uh, online viewing actually increases viewership, mm-hmm. uh, which is hurrah about bloody time. 
somebody actually realised that. Yeah, and and hopefully the record companies will take a page out of their book and. Oh no, they're still they're still about, crying poor. Uh, you're ripping off the artists. They're still crying poor. Uh, that's that's. I've got nothing else to say. Why are you both looking at me? They're crying poor. <laughs> yeah, but they're not. They're lying. Hey, uh, with. We- <laughs> hey, uh, Brett Crawford. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Hank from uh, Larry Sanders' show is in. Yes, it says applesauce. All digital <laughs> television equipment sold will soon carry an official symbol so that consumers know it will work under the new digital television system. Uh, this it, is something that I've brought uh, up in months past. The original logo they were going to go with was Howard sticking his finger up <laughs> at the consumer. But they've decided maybe not to go with that. I thought, I thought because it was come on, because he th- screwed up digital television. Oh, I, th- I oh, thought it was going to be. No, I got it. I got it. <laughs> Howard with a consumer bent over in front of him. Ah, oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Mm. How crude can we get? <clears throat> really, Howard with. <laughs> <laughs> Howard with a giant turd coming out of his ass onto a consumer. <laughs> Uh, it's been an issue, and I mean, there's not that many uh, electronics that are available still um, that that don't really have the technology built into them, especially not with uh, with recorders. Um, yep. Apparently, there's still issues about copyright. Well, but, yeah, because uh, I can get a if di- only they'd re- realise that it's promoting the shows that they're trying to get out there. I can get a digital watch. I can get a TV watch. I can't get a digital TV watch. Oh, <laughs> is that what you're talking about? No, <laughs> right. Uh, this is uh, all a move ahead of uh, the date that uh, Coonan is currently saying the current analogue system is going to be switched off. 2059? Between 2010-2012. Which hasn't allowed at all... Originally, when they've been talking about this up until now, there's been some allowance for the less fortunate members of our society, those in uh, not in the greatest of financial positions, helping them get across to digital. Which is an issue today. This now, has been brought up. Now it seems like uh, Senator Coonan's just saying, oh, well, bad Scrum. luck. If you can't afford it, you, you, you don't get to watch television, which it's, is just yep. shocking. Price points and uh, geographical reasons because there are actually black spots uh, in digital reception. Yeah. No, I agree with her. Poor people don't deserve entertainment. <laughs> they well, just don't. Be that at her peril, because <laughs> if if the chattering classes aren't kept entertained, they've got more time to revolutionise. Revolt. Revolt? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was going revolution, and I realised halfway through the word that I'd gone the wrong way. Uh, on Tuesday, S- uh, SBS, CBS in the States... Confirmed that the upcoming 11th edition of one of my favourite shows, The Amazing Race. 11th Ooh, season? The 11th season. Yes. Here, I think we're still up to the third. Are we showing the one <laughs> before last at the moment, which is the family's... We're just showing, going around. Yeah, showing, we're showing the eight. episode uh, series nine. Series, no, uh, series family's eight. series eight, and they've shown They've shown nine. nine. Ten's going to air in the States at the moment. At the moment. It's pretty exciting. And your news is about 11. And my news is about 11, which is uh, uh, going to start, well, I suppose, in the second half of uh, this TV season. And uh, it's going to be All-Star. Fantastic. (gasps) All-Star Amazing Race. You know who I'd love to see again? Boston Rob. Is he going to be on there? <laughs> yes, he is. Yes! <laughs> hey. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, so uh, oh, hang on. Yes, they will be given another shot. Yeah, uh, so will Joyce and you, Chenna. 
David and Mary, which is the uh, in the current series, there's a coal miner and his wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, which variety current US series or current series being shown here? No, the current US sh- series, uh, which <laughs> the, uh, Variety have uh, have very kindly called the plain spoken coal miner. <laughs> Uh, they were, it, I, you know what? They they were good people with good hearts. That's what I could say about them as racers. Uh, and uh, Chip and Kim are also going to uh, Chip and Kim, yeah, not Chip and Riken. No, that's a different Chip, I think. Chip and Kim. Oh, sorry. You know what? Chip, Chip and Kim are not going to appear. Uh, and uh, neither are Jonathan and Victoria, which is a shame. Oh, that is a shame. Because we do I love... I can't imagine they would appear again. I think they, they copped too much flack last time. Well, Victoria did. Yeah. She copped a lot of flack and mm. fist. Yes. Uh, in a punching way, not in a sexy way. <laughs> I, uh, I've watched the start of Series 8, the family series. Yes. We've been, I've been watching that uh, through the Channel 7 feed, uh, despite the fact that I have it all sitting on my computer anyway, but <laughs> somebody likes to watch previews for next week. I, w- I won't mention any names. Uh, but it was great to see, uh, I, I can't think of their names, but two guys from the first series of The Amazing Race actually had a cameo. Yes, in, in, the, in the first episode. In the first episode. And uh, I thought that was a theme that they were going to continue for the whole series. Right. They didn't. Oh, okay. That, it was it was fantastic to see that, and from having seen the first couple of episodes of the new family series, uh, first three I think now, really good, really strong, very yeah. much enjoying it so far. I know people said it wasn't as good, but no, so far I, I really loved it. I, yeah. And you know what? Because there are like any good season of Amazing Race, there are people to love and people to absolutely hate. Yes. Uh, just finishing that Amazing Race news. At some point during the show. I'm going to seemingly randomly yell out two names. That just means I've remembered their names. Okay. <laughs> so, Talking of reality TV, uh, we reported last week that Backyard Blitz has been axed, won't be returning to screens uh, next year. That's uh, no problem for Jamie Jerry because he's signed up with Oprah Winfrey to uh, appear on her show. Really? To be the resident uh, um, renovator. This, this guy... Has just has gone from, well, he was a he was a Chippendale or manpower a manpower dancer. Mm-hmm. He has gone from that to amazing things. Firstly, he you know he, he got his own TV show, which is fantastic. Then he's as in backup blitz. Yeah. Then his landscaping company uh, got the uh, you know a huge huge contract in the Emirates for one of their many many ridiculous developments, and now. And now this. I think he's one of the luckiest it's, guys. It's, it's not all roses for him. He's no. out of the running now for millionaire. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, this actually, this well. actually uh, rides in on the back of uh, his work on his own lifestyle show for distributor Fremantle Media, which he's been working on in New York, Chicago and Boston. He's very... I, uh, I have no interest in gardening, so he doesn't really hold any interest for me at all but he is very personable and you can see why people like him yeah and he's, he's got a good smile and mm. there were there were some there was quite a bit of talk around about uh the backyards that they did and looking back at them uh two months later and seeing how many weeds and crap because of the <laughs> shoddy materials that they'd used yep. maybe <laughs> there's a show on new zealand television called insider's guide to love and it has is that about sex 
uh, I don't think it's that deep inside, Brett. It's, what is it today? <laughs> I was just asking. It sounds like... It's Brett. It sounds... <laughs> what? Didn't we see like a late night show titled along those lines, which was about a guide to sex? We, we didn't see it. No. Perhaps I, you saw it. I think there was a bit of a summer fill uh, three years ago. Perhaps you saw it. Perhaps you rented it out on video, Brett. I don't <laughs> no, it know. it wasn't video. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, so it's called uh, Insider's Guide to Love, and it has grabbed six of the uh, New Zealand television awards, which were announced uh, earlier this week. I think that's, you know, clearly it seems like a... From what I've heard, it, it seems like maybe it's a, a, a New Zealand kind of love my way kind of thing. People just love it in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we don't really get much or any New Zealand drama here. Don't it's been, the, Shortland Street. I think, no, the, the last thing that, I mean, now we've got Brotown, which... Oh boy, it's mm, gone again, good, thankfully. Because that's just terrible. Uh, but otherwise, we had Shortland Street and that was it. What else? And, you know, quite quite a lot of stuff is made in New Zealand and clearly they're winning Oscars and th- they've got the talent there. They are Not for Oscars. their TV. Like Peter, no. Peter Jackson, I think, is a bit of a, a special case. No, Whale Rider also got mm-hmm. uh, like international film something. Was it best foreign a nomination film? for best Yeah, actor? whatever. For, mm. No, for best foreign film. Mm. Michael Richards, star of Seinfeld. Never heard of him. Plays Kramer. Never. <laughs> has apologised for his racist outbursts during a stand-up, stand-up comedian, stand-up comedy show that he was doing recently. I think it was last Friday in the US. He was heckled by a couple of African-American gentlemen I think in they'd the been crowd. kind of talking through his set fairly continuously. And, uh, yeah, he... Uh, Don't be the Michael Richards I'm not apologising for him. And yes, he he jumped down his throat and said many, many, many offensive things. He there was there was a point because he called he called him a nigger, which is in America many times. Well, like was making a, a point of even, it. Even even if he called called him that once, in America it is the worst thing you can possibly call an African American, Black American, whatever else you want to call them. You can't call them nigger mm-hmm. because it has slave connotations, uh, you know, and and brings up horrible images from from America's past that everyone would rather forget. Mm. But adding to that, he actually then described visually described some of the horrors from the past. He said, and things that uh, he said. Fifty years ago, we would have hung you upside down and stuck a fork up your ass. He, I mean, he said some absolutely terrible things. And from what I heard, that was just the start of it. It went, yeah. it went downhill from it there. It was, because I, I saw a video of it. Right. Uh, and it just... Which I might put on the blog. Yeah. Yep. Because, uh, yeah, it's, it's on YouTube about 50 different ways. Mm. Uh, and it's... Like, it, it was just unforgivable. Yep. yep. Really, really unforgivable. And I thought, where is he going with this? Is he going to go to some kind of joke about why are we so offended, you know, some kind of Lenny Bruce kind of thing about why are we so offended by language or 
uh, why does why do we give that word so much power? Or, you know, anything like that. No, nothing. He just stormed off the stage after that. He looked yeah. like he was having a breakdown. He yeah. had this huge tirade, stormed off the stage. The MC comes back, and people start getting up and leaving. The MC comes back on stage and just goes, oh, "I'm sorry really about sorry that. about that." Yeah. Well, I mean, I think there's two questions here. Firstly, what was he doing on stage doing stand-up? He's not a stand-up comedian. Uh, Isn't so, he? No, oh. he's not. He's a, he's a comedic actor. He right. uh, he has done very, very little stand-up at all. Oh, maybe you saw Kenny Kramer touring the world on, on <laughs> well, the that's fame. It. And, and, thought, and hey, Kenny, Kramer has, Kenny Kramer has come to his defence, and I think you're always in trouble if you've got Kenny Kramer having, yeah. to, <laughs> having to vouch for you uh, as a personality kind of witness. But also, his apology was taped and sent via Jerry Seinfeld on The Late Show with David Letterman. So Seinfeld was booked to appear on The Late Show, presumably to publicise the preview to B-Movie, yep, uh, which he's got coming out next year. He went on and played the tape from Michael Richards' apologising. No, it, it was a satellite, a satellite feed. Oh, was it? Yeah, because they've got because CBS. This is what I watched on the CBS channel on on YouTube. Mm-hmm. They have uh, a clip from that interview, right? And uh, and it's a satellite feed that was pre-recorded. Ah, oh, okay, pre-recorded, satellite. so that it yep. wasn't in front of the audience. Yep. Well, now the biggest shame for us about this, it went to air Monday night in the states, so it should have gone to air Tuesday night here. We don't get. Letterman anymore on Tuesday nights. I saw Seinfeld of- on Letterman though. When? I, in the last few days. You must. I have, saw him. I saw him. You must have taped it. Showing a clip of B movie. Are you sure it was on? Are you sure it wasn't on um, the Daily Show? Because Seinfeld was on the Daily Show. Oh, might have been Daily Show. Yeah, I think, I think that's <laughs> we'll, my life. We'll just scrap this bit, and I'll yeah. keep talking. <laughs> the thing is, Channel 9 should be showing Letterman. This is what we should be seeing. We shouldn't be missing out on this because we've got to sit through four hours of bloody idiots saying, see, what's the word that goes with it? Like, it's just ridiculous. The sooner it goes to Channel 10, Horse. the better. I'm sure not. Monkey. That's that's too obvious. It would have been... Saw. <laughs> Am I missing the point of, of what you were saying? I think you are. Sorry. I that's, think you are. No, I, I, think, I think you're entirely right. And... Uh, it's gull. <laughs> it's you can't guess. You thought up of the word. I just wanted to interrupt. Right. The, um, the 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 fact that we're not seeing things like this uh, is really we're just completely being kept out of the loop. Yep. As far as the entertainment yep. Yep. news goes, and, this was a newsworthy driven, event, driven further towards the internet. Yeah, which is where I ended up seeing it. Mm. Uh, I think it's interesting also that they pre-recorded it because that way an audience couldn't boo at him. Yeah. I think that's very mm. interesting. Talking of seeing things on the internet, uh, Real Time, uh, which is a local broadband TV provider, is negotiating with at least two US studios to enable Australian viewers to download episodes of US TV series 24 hours after transmission in the US. I can already do that. <laughs> Legally Right Oh that's interesting mm. So this would be streaming I'm guessing If uh, negotiations are successful It's uh, set to shake up Free-to-air TV Who uh, regularly 
um, uh, have have large amounts of time in between the screening in the US and screening here. Uh, for example, um, um, rest, race. I can't think of the word. The, the amazing race. The amazing, the amazing race. race. I still um, haven't thought of their names. I can see them. They're two big, bald, bale bondsmen. Any deal would allow consumers to download episodes for 72 hours only. Uh, Real-time media are speaking already with uh, Sony, 20th Century Fox, and NBC Universal. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, uh, there might be more pressure for local networks to get their shit together. Last week we talked about Vanished in Fall. Yes. Uh, we didn't give it exactly a glowing review. It's because it was shit. I had a look at it over the week. I watched the first three episodes, yep. which I think was more than either of you. I watched the first two. I watched the first one. I didn't mind it that much. And maybe my, my expectations were way down low because you guys had slammed it so hard. He, he, he'd slammed it hard. I said it, I said it had some intriguing intriguing things I'm still quite intrigued by the plot not like the whole technology crap is so hokey and, you and wanna, unreal you want to hear hard slamming you wait till fall in this episode <laughs> ooh That's, uh, ooh uh, ooh a chilling prophecy of things to come <laughs> uh, but yeah so once again they've announced that they will screen whichever network it is over there in the US will screen it uh, will uh, have it all up the remaining episodes that don't go to air via television will be streamed over the internet mm. which is fantastic again through um myspace yeah oh i'm not sure i think I'm that's not sure. what i saw over the week okay channel seven have just announced that they i'm not trying to preempt the summer schedule segment at all but channel seven have just announced that they're about to start showing vanished if you're at all interested do not watch it through Channel 7. They are just setting you up for a fall. Eight weeks will go by and they will rip it off the air. They have no intention of showing the whole thing. Don't watch Vanished on Channel 7. Isn't that what's happened? Yeah, but at least in the... Like, why would they start showing something now that's been ripped off the air in the US? Because they, so, they bought it and they don't care what happens in summer. Exactly. So don't get into it and watch it and think, oh, this is a great show. Only to have the the carpet pulled out from under you. Mm, fair enough. Fair enough. Brett Cropley. The ABC Director of Television, Kim Dalton, uh, made a bit of a speech the other night announcing that uh, the plans for ABC drama are basically to uh, cease in-house production and uh, have external production companies doing all the work. Um, this was a speech to the Screen Producers Association of Australia, or SPA, um, and not not particularly clear about what kind of time frame that uh, he was looking at. Shocked ABC executives, other executives of, at uh, the ABC, said that Mr Dalton did not have the support of the other directors in the statements that he made. Right. So uh, hold, hold on a sec. He's actually come out and said, we're going to do drama. No, he's said, come out and said we're, we're not going to do drama. Stop making stuff we're going to so, buy no, drama. No, no, no. He has come out and said that they that the ABC is going to be involved with putting a lot more drama on the ABC than they have put on right. in the last couple of years. Good yeah, on him because they've had a, a funding increase. Good on him. Get the drama out there. Do yeah, it. I think, but I this think is the, actually talking is uh, about uh, about departments that are separate to drama. Uh, more particularly, um, the da, 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 factual entertainment 
um, department. Which no, but they've already. That's the whole reason that they've cancelled. The whole reason they cancelled Glasshouse was because they wanted to bring it in house. So now he's come out and said we're not going to do that. That's yeah. He's saying he's saying that with drama, but that's with comedy, and they have bought the the new comedy hour will be done in house. Right, but, but drama, new, but drama is going to be outsourced. It's going to be outsourced. At least he's come out and said, we're going to make a lot more drama or we're going to be involved in the production of a lot more drama. They might be doing it slightly differently than how they're doing it now, as in it won't be with ABC crews necessarily, but at least they're doing drama. I think this is a good thing. I, I think I have, I have no problem with that from a uh, more drama on Australian TV, more Australian drama on Australian TV perspective. Mm-hmm. As far as the ABC goes, all it means is that the ABC won't have resale rights, won't be able to make money from selling these series overseas, uh, won't be able to get more money to make more drama. And in drama. fact, during the speech, Dalton went further than saying that uh, production would be done out of house, promising to l- relinquish the ABC's content rights to give the private sector a better deal. See, so that means not being able to have anything uh, on their websites... Uh, so not not making it available on the website uh, kind of cuts off all of those options. But kind of the way I see it, at the moment, you've got nothing. And it might be a more ideal nothing, but you've still got no, nothing. No, I would prefer to have a less ideal something than a more ideal nothing. Do you I'm get getting what I mean? that on a T-shirt. <laughs> Do you get what I mean? This is tangible. This is drama. They might be giving away a few of the things. And yes, in a perfect world, you've, I think it would be better... Focus. It's, he wasn't, Don't tell him where his focus should be. <laughs> the focus was more away from drama. It was, it was on the, the factual entertainment. That's so not, no, about, that wasn't the focus of what you said, though. You started, you started with drama. And I, I agree with Ross. I think more drama on Australian television is a good thing, regardless of who makes it and how it's made. Because if, if they're still going to make it here. They're not going to outsource it to the US or to Canada or something to get it made. They're going to make it here. So it's still work for local writers, producers, directors, actors. That's for drama. What, what his speech imperils is the Indigenous Science, Religion and Natural History departments at the ABC. Oh, I don't care about and that. Then... <laughs> shish, shish. Uh, and to you, Rick I say, mention it at the top of the story. <laughs> It'll end confusion. Uh, lastly. Sorry, I got interrupted before I could actually get to the salient point of the article that I was in. Lastly, in the very long news. Like uh, a cucumber. <laughs> like a cucumber. Veronica Mars, uh, the CW, has withdrawn two episodes so of Veronica Western Mars. Network. No, uh, it's the CW in the United States have, uh, have yeah, reduced the... To you, I say apt, Brett. I say apt. They've reduced the number of uh, episodes of Veronica Mars from 22 to 20, Mm. which uh, means if if the season runs to the story it was supposed to do, we're still not going to find out who the rapist is. Right. But I think think what they'll do is probably just close it up quicker. Have have they revealed who killed Laura Palmer yet? Yes, it was the spirit of Bob inside Leland Palmer's body. (laughs) Spoiler! And that is the Box Cutters News. G'day, you're listening to Ed Phillips here from Temptation across the Nine Network, and I am special guest of the Box Cutters. Love the guys' show, love all three of you. God, you're funny. Never miss a show, and sometimes if I do, they make tapes of it on the internet and then send it to me. No, I don't care, Brent. You need to be more prepared. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, oh shit, we're on air. <laughs> right. Well, the summer lineup for Australian television. Ooh, what a rich, rich tapestry of, uh, of shows we have. Hey, they can't all be streamlining on the radio. <laughs> no, but there are some interesting ones that I'm, I'm a little bit confused as to why the networks are burning them. Mm, I am too. Off you go, Josh. Weeds. Lead us off. Weeds. Channel 9, Weeds, 9pm on Tuesdays mm. for as long as that lasts. Yeah. 9pm yeah. is a really early time slot for Weeds. It I is. Think. It is. It has I'm, I'm a, hoping they don't cut it. Well, they have to, firstly, because each episode goes for 28 minutes. Right. So they're either not going to cut it or they're going to chuck it full of ads and uh, have it an hour long. Because they're not going to have a show starting at 9.40 on a Tuesday night. Mm. They Really? Yeah, really. They wouldn't. Mm. It doesn't stop any other night. Uh, Whether or not they advise it in the program guide. Yeah, they're just... I don't think they'd do it. I don't think they'd schedule a, a running over for that sort of show that early in the evening. Maybe if it was on at 10.30, they'd have no problems. Mm. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see with yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do there. We we've mentioned weeds a few time on the sh- few times on the show. I I'll be interested to see very interested to see how it goes. It it's quirky and interesting and and worth a look. Uh but I I, I just don't see it fitting in with the whole Channel 9 mindset. No, I I remember describing it on this show as what Desperate Housewives should have been. Mm-hmm. Uh and that that really holds true. It's it's you know, it's a desperate housewife in what seems to be true desperation. I think it's a, I think it's a great show. I think the second season has been even better than the first. Okay, okay. And I look forward to a third season. Mm. Some of the sta- some of staples that are returning: uh, Third Watch, Waking the Dead, uh, King of Queens, Jag, oh. Will and Grace. Uh, Hasn't that, that's ended? Not here. <laughs> They're about as far behind Not as they are with the Amazing Sam, Race. Uh, and Smallville and Veronica Mars, which I think were just kind of pulled a couple of weeks ago, weren't they? Uh, yeah, but then they'll come back for summer. Uh, the the New Adventures of Old Christine. Uh, you, which your, you call the favorites. Dumb Adventures of Old Elaine? Stupid. Stupid. Close to the Home. The Dumb Adventures of Stupid Elaine. Close to Home, which flew under my radar. Mm-hmm. To use a non-hackneyed term, um, and the master, the master's returning. The master is coming. It'll back. only be those three episodes that they've already shot. Presumably, they they shot four before. Well, at least those, one went to air. At least those people get the prizes. Yeah, yeah. That's Seven true. are also going to be screening the uh, final episodes of Commander in Chief. Entourage is returning to the arena. They've already started screening the uh, the final episodes of Commander in Chief. Yes, they have. Oh, okay. So it'll just run through. Yeah. yeah. Will Will they be able to screen the whole series? It got yanked off air before the season finished in the US. Does Channel Seven even have the final three episodes? I'm guessing that they don't care. Right. So there'd be no way we we could find out. Yes. My uh, my wife is watching both Commander in Chief and The West Wing at the moment. And uh, she said you can really tell the difference in quality between the two shows when one's about the Middle East peace process and the other's about the parents go away so the kids throw a party at the White House. (laughs) I love that West Wing episode. (laughs) Uh, Yes, the West Wing started back on Monday and Mm -hmm. that's, uh, is that season six? Yes, start of season six. Uh, Vanished is beginning Monday, December 4 on Channel 7. That's one of the odd ones. Yeah. 
Men in Trees is beginning Wednesday, December well, 13th. You're, just taking, on you're taking everything. I say. <laughs> you just, you'll just say everything. I didn't realise that you had anything else there, Josh. I told you I've got all of Channel 9 summer lineup. Okay, go on. Men in Trees, which stars your girlfriend, Anne H. It's your favourite show, Ross. Oh, yeah. You I loved turned it. turned back. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I thought it was fantastic. Uh, I've seen episode five. What a stinker. <laughs> what a stinker. Uh, oh, hold on, hold on. There, there should be an audience for Men in Trees. Oh, yeah. yeah. People should Everybody watch Everybody that loved Sex and the City mm-hmm. and Northern Exposure. Mm-hmm. Will... Uh, be able to tolerate men in trees. <laughs> I, I have no doubt that they're... Unlike Weeds, which I could imagine rating zero viewers, at least after the first week, uh, I, I, I think there's an audience out there for this. I think people will watch and will enjoy. See, whereas Weeds, I think the, the characters on their own are entertaining enough to watch mm-hmm. uh, that it won't matter necessarily what the story is and the first couple of weeks people will watch it and yep. then get hooked into the story. Yep. Uh, the uh, Now, I mentioned earlier a New Zealand show called uh, The Insider's Guide to Love and how that's won lots of awards. Mm-hmm. Channel 9 have a New Zealand show called Outrageous Fortune, which is not The Insider's Guide to Love, <laughs> but it is a New Zealand show uh, on, uh, on Australian television. It is premiering Monday, December the 11th at 10.30pm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and is just a drama about, uh, I think it's... Uh, it's based on a movie. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's Shelley Long and Bette, Bette Midler, Midler and, uh, and, they're trying to, uh, and, and they're trying to find uh, an outrageous fortune. Mm. Yeah. It's amazing that Shelley Long and Bette Midler both went down to, uh, to New Zealand to shoot it. Not really. We were saying before, what a thriving film industry. Well, that's New true. Have they that's put true. on the, the very feet shoes? What? Hobbit's feet. Oh, Hobbit feet. Uh, essentially, uh, this, uh, there's a, a, a wife whose uh, husband is a career criminal and he's been jailed for four years. And how does the family deal with that? Also on Channel 9 Do you mind if I do one? No, go ahead Also on Channel 9 Starting on Monday nights at 9.30 Is the return of Nip Tuck, finally Yes Nip Tuck's been a long time coming We'll finally get to find out out Julian McMahon fills? Well, it ended with a cliffhanger Did it? The the serial killer was attacking Julian McMahon's character It was a serial killer Yeah yeah, yeah, it's a, it's, it's quite a fun I see, show. So, so it took a, it took a, a serious turn after I stopped viewing. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is quite a fun show. Uh, Ross, you'll also be glad to hear that coming back to uh, Tuesday and Wednesday nights at seven thirty on Channel Nine, Two and a Half Men. Oh, fantastic! In double episodes. Uh, oh, it might. No, I think it's just two nights a week. Ah, oh, so it's not five men. No, it's, it's not Five Men. It's just Two and a Half Men. Mm, no. uh, oh, it's one of the best comedies on television. <laughs> That's <laughs> the, all I've got, Brent. Uh, the Sci-Fi Channel is launching on Foxtel on the 1st of December. Yeah, I'm really excited you for that. You must have been seeing a lot of promotion for that uh, on your pay box there, Josh. Uh, not a whole heap, but there is one channel that is just uh, ads and previews for what's going to be on it. The best thing that's on Sci-Fi Channel in the States, and this is the... Uh, the Australian cousin of that of that channel is Battlestar Galactica, uh, so I'm hoping that Battlestar Galactica will be on Sci-Fi here. 
Entourage is returning to Arena on Sundays at 8.30. Yep. Series 3. Yes, Series 3. Ah. Uh, the ABC have a new uh, series called Shakespeare Retold. They've, they've done a, a, a clever thing with the RE at the end of Shakespeare and capitalised it and it's, done the retold. It's, it's not clever. Which is... Um, uh, so then it's just one is, word, Shakespeare Retold. Yes, with a dash. <laughs> it, it's not clever. Um, which is a, a modern retelling of uh, various modern pieces retellings of Shakespeare's, of Shakespeare. much like in the mode of the Canterbury Tales. Mm. Do, um, they, do they keep the I, original dialect? Do they keep the very Shakespearean language? Can't tell you that. Then no. it's not modern. You'll have to then who them. cares? These, these things never work. They're all just... It's, it's, write to us at hooray at boxcutters.net if you have ever, ever seen a modernised Shakespeare that has worked. That, that wasn't with the original text. Either way. Romeo oh, and Juliet. I've, I've seen... Do you really think it works? It yeah. was It was all right. It was good for a study. If I was studying Romeo and Juliet, it made everything very obvious. Have you seen it since it first came out? Yep. Really? Yep. I, don't, I, don't, I saw it again fairly recently and I don't think it, uh, it, it has aged at I all. Saw a, I saw a Much Ado About Nothing that was, uh, that was set in the 1920s. Oh, that, was, that was great. That was... Uh, I mean, sure, it was back in 1993 mm-hmm. uh, and done by the MTC in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was a great one. Richard III, set in the Second World War. It must just be a personal thing then. Don't oh, bother. Don't God. bother. Don't Titus. bother emailing us. Titus with uh, Anthony, what's his face? LaPaglia? No. English. Perkins. Sir Anthony. Hopkins. Hopkins. <laughs> Don't bother emailing Edwards. us. Clearly, um, this is just Titus, one, of, one of my own. Directed things. by Julie Tamer, was stunning. That was amazing. Right. One of my favourite films ever. Right. Um, and I didn't think Saw was such a great adaptation <laughs> of a Shakespeare film. Well, you couldn't really see the original Romeo and Juliet inspiration in there. No. No, I couldn't. And there's a show called Decadence, The Meaningless of Modern Life, starting on SBS on Wednesday at 9pm. That's uh, really, it's going to be a whole world of catching up on DVDs. <laughs> That's what summer's going to be for me. A whole world of catching up on DVDs. I like DVD films. Yeah, I've uh, got uh, I've got quite a few uh, quite a few series of shows that I haven't watched yet that I'm looking forward to. I've saved Deadwood series three and Show Me Love one and two. Oh, I have, you, you still haven't seen Deadwood series three? No. Oh, I haven't you done in, that either. Yeah, are you so, in for a great summer? Yeah. So we've got uh, we've got quite a few, and I've got to watch Rescue Me. Thanks to Esther's recommendation and yeah, uh, lots of stuff. Me, I should I'll, check that out. I've also got 38 videotapes <laughs> stacked up. Meanwhile, I'm going to be stuck with that half of them up a tree. That half of them on a triple recording time. Are you one of those that follows the ads? Pepsi is putting coke into their ads. I can talk as much as I want. Get me a jury and show me how you can say in July and I'll go down on you. A young woman spends time putting on really tight-fitting pants. She struggles. She struggles with these pants. Then she puts on knee-high, tight-fitting boots. Also a struggle. Very difficult. But clearly, she wants to look like a tart. (laughs) (laughs) Then she sticks her head out of the room that she was getting dressed in and asks her boyfriend if she can pass if he can pass her a pad. He picks up two pads, both of them out of their packages, 
already out of their packages. Mm-hmm. Not a very hygienic couple, this couple. Oh, so uh, even out of the plastic that, that they're individually wrapped uh, in. Yeah, yeah. They're completely open and holds them side by side. Now, one is a fat, uh, you know, ordinary looking pad. And the other one seems more shapely and... Uh, I don't know. Aerodynamic. Aerodynamic. Thank you. <laughs> That'll fly better. The uh, the boyfriend looks quizzically and says, I don't know which one you want. She puts her hand out of the room that she was getting dressed in. I don't know why she's behind a door this whole time because she's completely dressed uh, with the very uncomfortable clothes that she has chosen to get dressed in. And she says, this one picks the aerodynamic one. Uh, they're more comfortable. You wouldn't want me to be uncomfortable, would you? Now, genius. I want to know, firstly, why is she putting her pad on after she's already put her pants on? That's that's the first thing that strikes me from this ad. Well, maybe she just got it. Maybe, maybe with all the exertion, it actually brought on a period, brought on the menstrual flow. Yeah, see... I've got a degree in this. In and that, menstrual flows. Pretty much. And, uh, and that's not how it works. It doesn't work from just wearing tight pants. So obviously the joke is she's uncomfortable, but you wouldn't want her to be uncomfortable, you know, close to a veg. The thing is, uh, she's already put on her pants. <laughs> what is going on there? I just, I think it's a, I, I don't buy it at all. But once you get mm. the jeans on, they stretch, and so they're easier to, to get on again. It's all about getting in that first time after the wash. You know a lot about getting into ladies' pants. Hey? <laughs> I don't buy it at all. There's also the whole thing of why she got... Both of them, if she doesn't want See, to wear the one that makes her uncomfortable. And why doesn't she keep them in the packaging? <laughs> they could it. have dust and stuff on them. It, uh, it would come as no surprise to regular listeners to this podcast that I, and I, I think probably all three of us, tend to, tend to gravitate a bit more towards drama than, than comedies, generally, generally yeah. speaking. Yeah, all right, yeah. I'm making some big calls tonight. Mm. I'll, I'll go back and say I generally gravitate more towards drama than comedies. But Seems I concur. <laughs> but there have been, uh, there are a few uh, excellent comedies on at the moment, and I just want to talk about a couple of them. Uh, the class, <laughs> yeah, the class, the IT crowd. I talked about the Office a few weeks back, which I still think is uh, is very funny. And you guys, That's the US Office, the US Office. You guys should get on board. I'd love to if it was ever on television. Yeah. Mm, well, hopefully it will be. Uh, the other, another one that's going great guns is the second series of My Name Is Earl. I think. Oh, really? Very, very I haven't funny. had a chance to check any I, of that. I out. went back to typing them. Yeah, yeah. I'm hasn't hasn't uh, hasn't missed a step going from the and first it, to the second series. Seems, it's still very funny, and it seems all the actors on there are breeding. They're all popping them out, or Jane Presley's pregnant, and yeah. Yeah, so it's yeah, it's uh, it's yeah, very very funny, but the uh, the one that I think at the moment probably takes the cake in is absolute genius, very very funny is South Park. Yes, South Park is now in its tenth season, and uh, if if you'd told me nine years ago that it would have still been going now and would have had this sort of longevity, I would have said no. yeah, I would have said no too. I I don't think uh, I, I you know a couple of a couple of third graders. 
speaking a lot of profanities. It, it didn't really seem to have the legs. Uh, and I think uh, South Park always suffers in that it's always going to be compared to its bigger, older sibling, The Simpsons. Yes. Uh, but they're very different shows. They are, but they're, they're different, but they've kind of quite similar the, yeah. as well. Uh, but I think these days South Park is much funnier, much more irreverent and much more relevant than Simpsons could ever be. Uh, and in fact, Bart has turned up in one of the episodes in this series. Yes. I, I just happened to watch... A, you watched that one? The ones that you gave me uh, yep. over this week. Yeah. So uh, I think... When I think we're Hang on. You give him South Park, but you give me the class. Yeah, that's true. Which I did watch during the week, by oh, the way. Oh, fantastic. What did you think? Uh, I didn't think it was as bad as you made it out to be. Really? I still wouldn't watch it. I think it's a, a horrible attempt at recreating Friends, which is not going to happen. Really? Yeah. It's a really... Da- the whole... The whole sitcom concept of people coming together and just having funny adventures mm. is so dated. Yep. Let it go. Yep. But um, I think where Simpsons is has resorts to kind of just spinning off cliches now and, and self-parody, you know, oh, isn't Homer fat? Isn't Homer stupid? <laughs> uh, yes. I think uh, South Park is still managing to uh, to subvert the norm and, and really just lives in this kind of world that's built around movie cliches and, and just busting them up the whole time. But South Park also has a, a huge advantage over Simpsons. Simpsons has an 18-month lead time. Yes. South Park has a 10-day lead time. Yep. That's a, that's a big difference because then South Park can talk about regular issues. Mm-hmm. Everyday issues that we're dealing with today, mm-hmm. next that, week South that, Park is going to be about that. That's true, but that's only part of their appeal, I would say. I would say that a lot of their appeal is about things that, necessar- that, that aren't necessarily relevant to modern day well, that's the, yeah, the, that's true. There could be at any time. Uh, for example, in this uh, in this current series, we've seen the. It started off with the return of Chef, which was uh, which was a very funny episode. Uh, the Cartoon Wars, which was the one you were talking about, where they uh, they wanted to show an episode uh, a clip of Mohammed. Yep. They wanted uh, to show Mohammed in Family Guy. In Family Guy, uh, we've also seen Cartman take on Super Nanny. Yes, in, that's. I think that's my favourite episode of this. Yeah, yeah, that, that was <laughs> very funny. Uh, somebody did a poo in the urinal, which uh, Mr. Mackey was very, very upset about and all tied into a huge September 11 conspiracy. Excellent. That was very funny. Uh, Ike having an affair with his primary school, or with his uh, kindergarten teacher. Oh, See, which, there, there again, are a few episodes that I've missed. Very relevant. Season. And uh, my, my two favourite, uh, which would be Go God Go 1 and Go God Go 12, where Cartman is in desperate urge to play the Nintendo Wii. So he freezes himself and ends up in the future. Oh. And so it's set both now and in the future. But I have to warn you, that one uh, contains one of the most disturbing sex scenes I've ever seen on television or film or anywhere uh, featuring the uh, quite disturbed Mrs. Garrison. So even more I, so oh. than Mr. Slave taking Paris Hilton. <laughs> yep, yep. This Jesus, was, Jesus Christ. Even more so than, um, than, the, than the poor gerbil that got stuck inside oh, I, Mr. Slave. I love it. That's, that's <laughs> hilarious. Uh, more, more disgusting than, uh, than Kenny coming out of the birth canal of... <laughs> 
Because there are some pretty disgusting things in Yeah, that. Yeah, this, is, this isn't necessarily as graphic as those things, but <laughs> it's quite disturbing. Okay, I, uh, I saw an episode of South Park this week where, <laughs> uh, where they did ex- exactly what you were talking about, uh, subverting the norms of... Uh, of movie structures. Films and movies, yeah. Uh, and, and the way they do it is they don't tiptoe around it. They don't, no. They don't go, ooh, did you notice how clever we were there? Mm. No, they come right out and say, this is what we're doing. Yep. Get it. Yep. And then that's not the joke. Yes. Move on. Yes. Yep. And then during that episode, for example, they had the guy with the record player yeah. who kept playing music and doing a voiceover like like the situation was a film preview. Yeah. That was- Stan Marsh is a boy. <laughs> and it's really, I think they've just, they've gone from being very good mm. to being genius. Yes. Yes. I think so. So the only episode of this season that I thought maybe wasn't so funny and maybe didn't appeal to me as much was where Oprah's vagina uh, decides that it's going to uh, discredit Oprah. That was a bit silly. In, in attempts to get some time off. Yeah, uh, get her to retire and stuff. Uh, but look, if you're, I think the tenth season's possibly the best yet. And if you're a lapsed fan, if you've watched it in the past, if SBS ever actually show it, watch it because it's very, very funny. Now, which one has Steve Irwin uh, being uh, episode eleven? Uh, yeah, episode eleven had that, but then no, I think it was the What's first the main one. Story of it? The first one was episode ten that had it. Was the Oh no! Now I'm getting confused. No, no. Episode eleven was the was the one with the, from the hell. party in the party from hell. The party from hell, but then whatever the last episode, the one you were talking about, Stanley's Cup. Yep. That episode. Oh, yes. Had I think this was in response to people responding to their Steve Irwin jokes, as in they made a Steve Irwin joke. Obviously, got lots of flack about it, so they filled. They filled a, a later episode with about six or seven Steve Irwin yeah. jokes in a row. Yeah, well, it was pretty good. Thank God we've got defenders writing into the guide, uh, sticking up for Steve Irwin, who, as far as anybody said, nobody had seen it. Right. Mm. Well, uh, I, I think I actually think this is the first time we've seen the S- South Park television series uh, be as good as South Park Bigger, Longer, Uncut mm-hmm. was. Yep. Uh, yep. Because for some reason they just seem to have more free reign. Yeah, it's excellent. Yep. So have a, have a look at it. Worth. This is Marie Cardi, and you are listening to that fluffy white cloud of goodness box cutters. <laughs> Stick it in the fire and eat it. We are running so far behind. So let's quickly talk about the full well, schedule. This is, this is one of the last times we can run behind well, for that's a few true. weeks. So let's just let's just ease so just into want, it. Take our take time. it easy. I do, Brett. You had some news items that we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we're talking about the full schedule. You can save save them for pork, Brett. It's going to be a twenty minute pork session. No, it's not. We've still got the two hour Christmas list show. Where yeah. Brett, one of Brett's lists is going to be all the news items I didn't get to read out <laughs> throughout the year. So it'll be like a top 100. Uh, we haven't even... <laughs> Has anyone seen 30 pounds? No. No. I thought, it was, I thought you said it was so three, three pounds. pounds. It yeah. is three pounds. Has three anyone pounds. seen three pounds? No. No. Right. Which is, is... It, is it about a brain surgeon or something? Well, here's the thing. Thanks for, you know, blowing it, Brett. Sheesh. This, this only started <laughs> this week in the States. Yes. Yes. It, mm-hmm. This and the next show that we're going to talk about, Daybreak, both started this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daybreak is the replacement for Lost. Yes. 
uh, three pounds is, I don't know what, it's the replacement for. Well, filling in for Lost while it's on its summer break. Yes. Uh, we start with a girl, uh, a girl playing a violin mm-hmm. in uh, a string trio in front of an audience. Now, I had no idea what this show was about. I knew it was called Three Pounds, and I see this girl playing violin. And there's a close-up on her fingers and how quickly they're, they're moving. And it's at that point, so we're talking 15, maybe 30 seconds into the show, it's at that point that I go, this is a show about brain surgery. And it three pounds, like an opening to house. And three pounds is how much a brain costs. <laughs> no, how much a brain weighs. <laughs> And uh, and then it took another ten minutes for that to actually be revealed mm. in but the show that it was about that it was about brain surgery and and this was the problem. It does sound like an opening to House, doesn't it? Mm. House has a lot to answer for. So does Grey's Anatomy. Essentially, I think what the pitch for this show was: someone's gone in and gone, okay, House, very popular show, right? Very popular show, medical drama, popular House, everyone loves it. Doctor, a little bit snarky. Everyone loves him. House. Good. You know what else is popular? Also medical drama. Grey's Anatomy. Romance. Everybody loves it. Romance in a hospital. Ooh, difficult. Everybody loves it. If we put those two shows together, gold. 100% gold. (laughs) And that's how you end up with three pounds of shit. Mm. The... It could even have gone the other way. You don't even know if it was pitched. The network heads could have just got together and said... Uh, we need a uh, Grey's Anatomy meets House. Go away and write it. It, it. it could have. It could have been that. So instead of Hugh Laurie as House, you've got Stanley Tucci, uh, another excellent actor, mm-hmm. playing a grumpy but excellent doctor. Mm-hmm. In this case, a brain surgeon, very good at what he does. You have uh, Griffin Dunn. As who is also an excellent actor uh, and a, a very good writer as well, uh, wrote the excellent uh, Martin Scorsese film After Hours, mm-hmm. which I'm a big fan of. Uh, he uh, he plays Stanley Tucci's nemesis, another brain surgeon who doesn't use a knife. He uses gamma ray. He uses a gamma ray knife, and that's their big point of difference: gamma ray knife versus scalpel. That's their that's their huge thing. Meanwhile, you've got some tart who just likes sleeping with all the doctors. Uh, she's a doctor herself. Uh, and uh, it's just dumb. Mm. There's, there's nothing. But, but it's, it's worse than dumb. Worse than dumb. It's worse than dumb. Because in the process, okay, the violinist, she had some brain tumour and uh, lost power in, in her right side. And they had to get it out. But then the brain tumour also was pressing on her word centre centre in the brain. Brett's had that sometimes. It, <laughs> I think I've got it right now. And we see... <laughs> and let me, let me see if you get this imagery. There's a fantasy moment where the patient is lying in a bed on the stage that she was performing the, uh, the concerto on. And she looks up at the ceiling and words are pasted on the ceiling in like A4 bits of paper. And then they start falling from the ceiling one by one by Uh. one by one. She gets up off the bed, stands on the bed 
and tries to reach the ceiling, but just can't. Ah. She just can't reach the ceiling. And then she wakes up and goes... <laughs> and uh, I don't know... I really don't know what that was referring to. That whole fantasy bit. I, I think I it's know. got something to do with paper. You think You think paper? Maybe paper, paper cuts gave her a brain tumour. Maybe. Maybe that's it. It's really... It is that dumb. It is beyond dumb. Mm. Uh, that's three pounds. Watch mm. it at your peril. Yes. The other new show that we're going to talk about this week is Daybreak. Uh, Daybreak The other new show we're going to talk about today is Daybreak. I'm doing the whole Daybreak thing. Ah, I see. You see, with repetition. I see. I see. Is that just going to get annoying? (laughs) Going to get... Uh, as as Josh has so helpfully pointed out, Daybreak is about... It's kind of like a uh, dramatic Groundhog Day, I guess. Have you seen it, Brett? No. Have you seen it? I have. Josh? I've seen the first two episodes. For some reason, it, it evokes Sylvester Stallone in my mind. That's Daylight. Okay. Uh, which is has the worst final line of any film I've ever seen in my life. Go on. What is Ross. it? Come on, give us a spoiler. No, go and see the film. It's worth it. The whole film's not bad, but that end line is just terrible. Uh, I reckon, uh, 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 what was that Bond film, Tomorrow Never Dies? That had the worst final line ever. Oh, that one I didn't see. Yeah. What was it? Uh, well, he was having uh, intimate relations with a girl came Christmas, named Christmas, and he said, I thought Christmas only came once a year. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, that's excellent. <laughs> right. That's, that's excellent. That's a lot better than Christmas coming early. <laughs> anyway, back to uh, back to Daybreak. Tay Diggs, who I hadn't heard of before. I, think I had. I'd heard of, uh, about him a, a lot. Yeah, he's been in Ally McBeal and a couple of a couple of movies that I hadn't seen. Yeah, but, um, I've seen his name quite a bit. Yeah, he uh, he plays Detective Brett Hooper and. He wakes up one morning next to a beautiful woman, and through some clunky exposition, we find out that uh, the woman is his former partner's ex-wife, and that his former partner now works for Internal Affairs, and is investigating his current partner. Yes. A lady. A lady. A lady partner. So he gets up and goes to work and finds out that uh, that the local DA has been dead and he gets framed and he has a horrendous day. He's been day. dead. He's been killed. Has been killed. And he has a horrendous day and ends up first in jail after a number of encounters and then somehow in some mysterious quarry with uh, surrounded by giant trucks and evil men who have footage of his girlfriend, Sister. girlfriend oh, being sorry. shot. And and footage of his and then and footage following. of his of them following his sister and his niece and his niece. Then they inject him with some strange brain fluid, mm-hmm. and he wakes the up rays. next to the beautiful woman again. The alarm goes off at the same time. Relives the same day over and over and over again. So what they've done is they've taken twenty four <laughs> and compressed it into one. Because every episode goes through another day, pretty much. Yeah, it's not exactly one episode per day. No, I think I think by the end of the second episode, we'd been through four times. Yeah, something like that. Uh, 
So, so he just keeps going and he does a different thing and that changes what happens in well, the day. Well, well, that's interesting because usually when you have these kind of dramas like, say, Run, Lola, Run or Groundhog Day, they're usually very contained and the people in them usually make small changes so they don't really go outside the structure of the day that much. Uh, in Groundhog Day, he's constantly seeing the insurance salesman, Ned Needleman or whatever his name is. He, he does the same things pretty much throughout the day with little changes. In this, it's interesting because he does wildly dramatic changes. He does things completely differently, and the, the days end up quite different. Yes. Even though supposedly it's the same day over and over again, it really, it really isn't. It's really kind of very, very different days. It's the same date and the same beginning of the day mm. all over again, but everything else is is quite different. Yeah, which is which is interesting. It's actually more yeah. interesting now that you've described it than <laughs> than, you than, thought than I thought watching it. Yeah, uh, it's. Uh, my housemate just described it as too shooty. Too shooty. Yeah. Too shooty. There's yeah. a lot. There's a lot of shooting in it. Yeah. Uh, but also, my biggest problem with the show, and something that I just can't get over, is he spends a lot of time trying to explain to his girlfriend what is happening to him. Yeah. Yeah. At what point would he not just go? Did you see Groundhog Day? <laughs> <laughs> it's happening to me. <laughs> yep. Yeah, because that that wastes that wastes so much time, and I understand dramatically why they think they have to do it. But if we're going to have that for thirteen episodes, it's going to get just, very old very yeah. quickly. Uh, the interesting thing about this series, though, is that uh, if he gets injured during one of his days, that injury is just sustained into mm. the next day. Mm. So he got shot at the end of one day, and he had the he was woke up the next morning and he started was bleeding the day out, and he was bleeding. So that's quite. How do you explain that to his girl? <laughs> well, see, and that's that's the problem because uh, then they think, well, he must have been trying to kill the DA. Mm. How else did he get the bullet wound? Uh, and but he was in bed with his girlfriend all night, yeah, so it kind of doesn't says, make sense. And she says, well, he was in bed with me all night. And then the cops say, well, how did he get the bullet wound? And she goes, I don't know, weasels. And <laughs> I think I think with this sort of show, there's, there's two things. I think the rules of the show, whatever the reason is that he's reliving the day over and over again, are very important to whether you actually like it in the end or not and the sustainability it's only a short series it's only 13 episodes whether yep. they can sustain that for 13 episodes obviously having just seen the first two we can't we can't comment on either of those things we don't know if it's sustainable and we don't know uh we don't know what the rules of the show are but but i would say just from having seen the first two yeah i quite liked it it's all right I, I'd, I would, I'd keep watching because i'm a maths guy mm-hmm. i would rather you know he works out what's happening on day two and then goes, right, and then goes through a methodical process. I want to see him solve it rather than just throw shit at the wall and see how it works. <laughs> I, I want to see him actually, and that's really frustrating for me because I go, why are you doing wildly different things every day? You're never going to learn that way. You just want him to do one slight different thing yeah, each day. Uh, just, just a little thing <laughs> each day, see how that goes, which is what he did in Groundhog Day. I mean, that's one mm. of the reasons I, I love Groundhog Day so much is... He does that. He goes through the process. And we don't know how many years of that day he's gone through. Yeah. Uh, yep. But he has learned how to play piano quite amazingly. Well, I think you should write to the uh, write to the producers and say, Series 2, Mathematical Daybreak. Ooh. Now, was Tate Diggs in... Was it LAX with Hitler Locklear? Possibly. I'm uh, telling you, he's been in a lot of stuff. No, I don't think that was him. 
I could be wrong, but yeah, I don't think that was him. Okay. Mm. Anyway, that's three pounds and daybreak, and with those, we say a goodbye, goodbye to, to the, the fall, fall season. Ah, yes. Bye. We've had some memories. Ah, uh, not many of them good. Hey, um, when I cast my pod, it's with the box cutters in mind. Box cutters. Pod. Cast. Done. Pork is on the table. 30 seconds for pork. Okay, I'm going to jump in quickly before Brett has a chance. Uh, That's what you did last week. (laughs) Uh, uh, Regular listeners to the show will know that we often play Movie Yes, Movie No on this show. It has been adapted by one of our regular listeners and uh, and blog writers, Daniel G, who I don't think is any relation to Andrew G, but we don't have confirmation of that yet. Uh, he has adapted it into something I guess we'd call program yes, program no, where you, the I listener... I think we just call it TV yes, TV no. TV yes, TV no, where you, the listener, get to log on to the blog and uh, and express your views, yes, no, re a number of programs. And I, I have to say, I, you know, I'm, I'm normally quite anti any involvement <laughs> yeah. whatsoever. And, and so I looked at that and, and went, oh, I'm not going to do that. And then read fr- through a few of the, uh, the responses and went, okay, I'll give it a go and did it. And went, it's so much fun. Yeah, it's great. So I definitely recommend doing it like uh, loyal listener Lindell or Triple L, as we like to call her, uh, remarked on the blog. It's like a quiz. Only easier. Yeah. It's really a lot of fun. I'm quite sceptical about these things, and I loved it. Yep. So, uh, well done to Daniel Daniel G for that. I also want to mention uh, that uh, I didn't want to say anything too early, but we're in negotiations with Parker Brothers to turn Movie Yes, Movie No into a board game. Fantastic. Possibly something along the lines of Seen It uh, with a DVD component. I, I love So, you just get a clip of the show... I, sorry, I don't want to give away the... Uh... We were also thinking of going with Xbox, but I think Nintendo Wii's got the... With the wand control, it would be much more suited to movie yes, movie no. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's going to work very nicely. I've, I've got a bit of a Wii clip that I might uh, put up on the blog as well as... <laughs> we don't uh... want to see your Wii clips, <laughs> French. <laughs> as well as the Kramer uh, going off. Hey, Robert Altman died over the week. Age He's to absolute friends. Uh, he started. He started in television. He did as a start. He started directing TV commercials. Uh, I believe in the Midwest for tractors. But he also uh, he also began his uh, Hollywood career directing the uh, television movies uh, or the television plays that uh, that they would have in the fifties, uh, where it, essentially it was just one long play that was live to mm-hmm. air. And so he started, uh, he started directing those before he moved into film. And uh, along with him and uh, a whole lot of other directors who came around that time, they really changed the face of cinema. So it's a, it's a, a sad day, but he was 81, so mm. yeah, time to go. But he seemed to be in uh, such hearty health. Uh, David Tench has been wound up early. Uh, there was in the can an interview with Rove uh, that... According to my source, says it won't be aired in 2006. It doesn't specify whether it will be aired or not. But right, uh, I heard head of that. Channel 10 told us earlier that uh, it probably won't go to air at all. No, no, no. I uh, I spoke to the head of Channel 10, and they said we're not you sure. Are the head of Channel 10. Oh, sorry. Uh, I spoke to me, and uh, have we? Said I wasn't sure is there any word on whether Tench will be back next year? Uh, nothing I've seen. But, but he keeps they, on making jokes about how low the viewer figures yeah. are. <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, have you seen what the viewer figures are? Five. No, no, five? I, I haven't. But they they are pretty low. Somewhere between five and a gazillion. <laughs> oh, five, not five million. No, no, five five hundred thousand. Yeah. Or, uh, speaking of Rove, he wasn't offended <gasps> uh, by Beasley calling him Carl Rove. Uh, however, Beasley, it's time to fucking go. <laughs> I had a crap TV that I forgot to... <laughs> Not at all political. You've screwed, <laughs> you've screwed up too many times now. Get out. The comments of Brett Cropley give do not necessarily AL, reflect the, the comments of box cutters. Give the ALP a chance to freaking win the next election. Give this show a chance to be about television. <laughs> it's been That's about it. television for an yeah, hour and it's not about... Uh, I had a crap TV that I completely forgot about because I didn't write it in my little book. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, oh, is that the book now? Yeah, I've got a little book. Oh. Uh, video podcast viewers will have noticed Josh referring to the book. There is no video podcast. The, uh, the there was a, I think a Channel Seven promo for uh, for one of their shows uh, coming up or a finale or so. Or maybe it was even for Vanished, mm-hmm. uh, where they said watched by twelve million Americans. Uh, now twelve million Americans is really. Like 600,000 Australians. They didn't do that maths, did they? Well, maybe they're counting on everybody in Australia not doing the maths either. Right. I would imagine so. It's like the Super Bowl is watched by 2 billion people. It sounds good. It does sound good, but it doesn't work. Mm. What it means is it's worse. It rates worse than Last Man Standing did. But you're the only person who's thought of that. I I would bet no other Channel 7... Watcher has thought, "Oh my goodness, I think I think it would just go, oh, 12 million. Right, I could be wrong. Channel Seven suck. <laughs> John and I have a couple of new game shows coming up. Uh, one to one versus one hundred, which looks amazing. A one versus one versus one hundred just looks fantastic. In the You've tradition got, of who wants to be a millionaire, kind of in the tradition. In the tradition, they're all in the tradition of twenty-one. Are you going to say that one they're contestant all- against an audience of a hundred people?" So, so are they using like their worm controller to to figure out who the audience is voting for? No, well, in it, what I've seen is it's not versus the audience; it's versus a hundred experts. Oh. and I think I, I can't remember how it works, but it's something like you've got to stump an expert or mm-hmm. or something like that. It's a it's a really interesting concept. The set alone looks fantastic. Okay. Channel 7 are, of course, doing the uh, the rip-off game show Film Yes, Film No. Oh. We're not associated with what? that at all. Don't watch it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, they're it's not doing movies. Because we've got rip-off. Movie Yes, Movie No, and they're doing Film Yes. I hate them so much. No, and also have Show Me the Money. Uh, both of these they've bought from Endemol. Uh, Show Me the, the Money US, is William hosted Shatner's by William it, And it's basically a, it's a primetime game show for the family where... Uh, Ah, oh, looking for the hosted, contestants hosted must, by Hinch. Contestants must answer five trivia questions while being entertained by a bevy of dancing beauties. It's it's uh, who, bizarre. Who's the Australian version of William Shatner? Darren Hinch has been think? announced. Uh, no, no, but who who do uh, you think? Darren Hinch? Uh, no, 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 no. The the Australian version of William Shatner would be John Wood. <laughs> Surely not. Poor John Wood. That's, that's a little harsh. No, because John Wood never took himself overly serious when he couldn't act mm. or sing. Yeah, I, I think I think they might get John Wood in there. Maybe. Uh... Email us at hooray at boxcutters.net if you have the Australian version of William you know, Shatner in mind. Gary Who. 
Gary. Gary who? That's who they're going to get. <laughs> Gary who is going to host that, I'm Molly. sure. Molly. Molly could be uh, the Australian version of Will. Katie Fisher is going to host a show on Channel 7, uh, ripping off the 20 to 1 format. Oh, from my Nome. God. Uh, it's going to be... A 40 to 1, uh, for example, countdown segments such as the I, sexiest celebrity bodies. I, I wish I, I wish was a programmer and I would, if anybody came and pitched a show like that to me and I would insert chopsticks into their brain via their eyeballs. We've had enough of this nostalgia bullshit. Clearly not. Clearly not. Clearly, yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they still are getting top 10s and while they do that, they're not going to... I would, I would have rather, instead of doing 40 to 1, if they did like 25 to 5. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what are the top five? We won't tell We're you. We're not going to tell you. You guess. <laughs> and that brings us to the end of Box Cutters episode 62 and possibly part of 63. <laughs> we have gone on that long. We do, but tune in next week for the smaller, reduced, well, streamlined, not, like a cucumber. Not next week. It'll be uh, Tuesday, the, Tuesday the 5th of December. So Live. don't panic next Thursday or Friday morning when you think, oh my God, there's no box cutters. And I'll try to, well, we'll try to put a reminder up there on the blog as well so so you know about that. Uh, Remember to play uh, TV Yes, TV No on the website? Yeah, that, that, will be, that will be great. I want to say thanks very much to 3RRR for giving us a show and uh, <laughs> for letting us record this podcast in their studios. Yeah, the listen last... to us live next week. That, yeah. That'll be exciting, or the week after. That's... That'll be exciting. Hear me criticise Brett live. <laughs> uh, Actually, it's gonna the the the, uh, the it's gonna be a bit tricky technically to get the video podcast happening live as well. No, it's not. We'll just we'll just hire a satellite. There is no. We'll use Wi-Fi. Yeah, yeah. That, that should work. Yep. No, yep. Do the do the whole thing just via It'll Skype. Live webcast as well as. On the air at 102.7 FM. Live video webcast. Uh, I want to say that you should email us, hooray, at boxcutters.net and check out the blog at boxcutters.net. They're all good things. Also, go to cafepress.com, buy some freaking merchandise already. Uh, No, whatever. I don't care. I don't think it's that good anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Until Tuesday, the 5th of December, my name is Josh Canal. Ross McQueen. I continue to be Brett Cropley. Thanks for listening to Box Cutters. Catch us again next week. Same bat time? No. Same bat channel? No. (laughs) And hey, let's be careful out there.